Are you sure? Never have I ever before. Done a podcast? Definitely the episode. Hello, and welcome to Tay2Z, where we chat about every Taylor Swift song in alphabetical order. I'm Devin. And I'm Gab, and we will be your hosts on this journey. In our last episode, we talked about All You Had to Do Was Stay from 1989. And today, we are discussing the song August from Taylor's newest album, Folklore. Yes. Yeah. August is the eighth track on the album. Folklore was released on July 24th, 2020, and this song was co-written by Jack Antonoff, longtime collaborator. Long time, long time. <laughs> so many songs collaborated with Jack Antonoff. Mm-hmm. This is Taylor's brand spanking new album. Came out on my birthday, well, I guess midnight of July 24th, so uh, the end of my birthday. Mm-hmm. But I still consider it a birthday album nonetheless. Yes. And it has not been played live yet, obviously. Sadly, not yet. Sadly, but we're we're very excited for it to be played live. And how that might look. And how it will look, and like what she'll do. What type of venues. It, guitar she'll play, piano, I don't know. Maybe she'll play the marimba. What is a marimba? It's, it's <laughs> like a big, big piano that you play with mallets. You know that? Is it featured in any of the songs on this album? No, but... <laughs> It could be folklore-esque. I guess so. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> uh, this is her first foray into the alternative genre, bringing a whole new sound to her music. It's got different song structures that don't really adhere to the generic pop style and have different vibes, and she will be singing differently on each of them, and her voice quality changes, And it's really cool because that opens up so much more creativity Mm -hmm. for her to be able to really write a song that she wants to write. She doesn't have to stick to a pop structure. Yeah. It's so interesting to me that this was classified as alternative because when I think of alternative, I think of like electric guitars. (laughs) I don't know, like Third Eye Blind or something. Okay. And so this obviously doesn't really feel like that, but it's also really cool just to see Taylor venture into another genre and nail it. And nail it. I mean, we were talking about 1989 last week with All You Had to Do Was Stay, and she was able to absolutely crush pop out of the gate. I mean, like, she just smacked a home run, and here she is with folklore, and she's just like, hey, you know, I really kind of just want to write... Mm, something in the alternative style. (laughs) And let me just release this album during quarantine when we're all like anxious and stressed out. And here she is writing a 17 song masterpiece. Yeah. I was going to say, in case anyone listens to this in the future, Folklore was written entirely during the coronavirus pandemic quarantine. Yeah. And she completely wrote and released it as a surprise to all of us, which was extremely exciting. And it's such a quarantine album as well. She didn't have any of the promotion that she usually has before. Like the Target thing Mm -hmm. and all of the teasers and whatever. It just was like the day before was like new album release. (laughs) Yeah. And she was talking about how she was just, you know, creative during this time and was thinking of all these different characters and stories in her head. And she just put them down on paper and recorded it. So cool. So this song, August, 
is the eighth one. And this song is like nostalgia in song form. Mm -hmm. It's got this airy, dreamy, past tense quality of it Mm -hmm. when she's thinking about this summer that she had with this guy Mm -hmm. that was a fling and that it was never really going to go anywhere, but it's still something she looks back on fondly. Yeah, it's so nostalgic of teenage love and longing and like that feeling of being a teenager and wishing for someone to want you back who maybe doesn't Mm -hmm. or losing yourself in someone like you just hear this song and you feel yourself like right back in that teenage mindset Mm -hmm. you know yeah of being on a beach somewhere and you can when you close your eyes you can just see waves when this song is happening i mean in the first first line is salt air and the rust on your door like that's just you you can picture like Mm. waves crashing as you're going up to like some cabin or cabana on the beach or whatever (laughs) and i i think that this could be you know like the song in the opening montage of greece (laughs) when they're running on the beach yeah you know they're playing in the waves And um, and I just, you know, in another world, this could maybe be that song that's over all of that, you know? <laughs> yeah, I mean, and that was a summer love. Yeah. Yeah. Literally. I mean, they sing summer loving. It's true. Later, I, later on in the show. I always, I wonder, I actually never thought of it in terms of Grease, but I always loved the idea of like a summer love and fling. Mm-hmm. And I loved Grease growing up, so I'm sure that movie influenced me. But oh, yeah. so many movies growing up had that like summer love or going to a camp mm-hmm. or the beach or your family somewhere for the summer. Yeah. I always wanted a summer fling growing up. Yeah. Always. Yeah. Did, did you ever get one? Um, Not quite. Like, I guess maybe technically in college, but then I ended up dating that person. So I don't think it would count as a summer fling. Oh, you know, it, like continued. Yeah, yeah. Like it didn't just stay in the summer. Right. 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 Yeah. Right. Another part of the song that I really, really like is the bridge that is not a bridge mm-hmm. at the end of the song. Mm-hmm. I kind of did the song structure of it. So it kind of goes A, B, A, B, your usual thing. And then you have C, which is that bridge of back when we were changing for the better, wanting was enough, that that part. And then it goes back to B, and then it goes to this D section, which mm-hmm. is completely different. The Remember when I pulled up and said, get in the car? And I plans to say, to say, uh, I don't know how much I can sing on mm. this without having any copyright issues. I see. It's so good. And the style of that and the like, the kind of call and response that she has with herself there, she sings it and then it's like this echo of it. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like the distant memory of it. And then it comes back and then this beautiful outro, which just leaves you sitting there thinking about all of this nostalgia and like, oh, boy, remember that time. Wow, this was such a beautiful time to think about. Mm-hmm. I love like the like the whole vibe of this song. It's so wistful, like mm-hmm. the way the music sounds and you know the way her voice sounds on the song. And then the lyrics just like kind of like are a gut punch almost. <laughs> right. Yeah. And speaking of her voice on it, it's so soothing and and wistful, like you said. And I love that little like lilt that she does mm-hmm. on the way. But August slipped away. Like yeah. a bottle of wine, you know? Yeah. So that little, like, uh, I, I think that's really cool. And I think that's a specific choice that mm-hmm. she makes in it, which I, I really like. Yeah. I also like, I mean, 
I love all the different lyrics and I like the kind of subversion of like where she talks about August slipped away and then goes into August sipped away like mm-hmm. a bottle of wine where like the first time you hear it you just think it's the same lyric and then you're like oh did she really say sipped away like a bottle of wine like oh oh yeah, yeah. so Gab do you relate to the song you were saying that you sort of do yeah well some parts of it the Vibe of this song is very much of that of a suburban teenager, which I was, especially the whole idea of like, meet me behind the mall, kissing in cars. Like those are things that like, as a teenager living in the suburbs, I absolutely did and experienced. I think as an adult, it's much less like that. Even malls, I feel like people don't hang out at malls the same way. At least I don't live in the suburbs anymore. But that just is such like a clear image to me. Sure. Also, just the idea of, like, teenage longing and, like, crushing on someone and, like, doing anything to get their attention. Like, I, like, can relate to that so much. Like, that's why this song is, like, so nostalgic, but also kind of, like, oh, so sad. Yeah. And then especially the line, uh, cancel plans in case you called. Mm -hmm. Oh, my God, do I relate to that line. Yeah. Unfortunately, when I was a teen, I pushed aside so many plans or maybe ideas of something I wanted to do just for the hope that my boyfriend would maybe want to hang out with me which ridiculous I think is common with teenagers there was just so much time with friends or myself that like I would kind of push aside to dedicate to my relationship which for anyone out there who is a teenager who might be listening I wouldn't recommend obviously we all have to make our own like decisions and mistakes But I do, I regret some of that cancel my plans just in case you call feeling like I'll do anything just like me. But yeah, I understand that feeling of just wanting the person to want you back. And, you know, in August, in this case, she says he wasn't hers to lose. So Mm -hmm. as much as she tried, he was never going to be hers. Yeah, that you were never mine. Yeah. Oh, that heartbreaking feeling. What about you? Yeah, I didn't ever have like a strictly summer fling Mm -hmm. this kind of reminds me of maybe how I felt at summer camp when I was a teen Mm -hmm. and those innocent crushes that I would have on a girl, you know, one of the dancers or whatever, and that it would never go anywhere because I'd A, like be too chicken to say anything Mm -hmm. or B, like I would have my heart on my sleeve because that's just who I am and they would know that I liked them and then would like run away from me. That that happened a lot. But there were moments there, like, I have memories of, like, oh, hanging out underneath, like, a weeping willow with, with a girl or, like, um, sneaking out of the housing at night to, like, go and, and hang out mm-hmm. and stuff. And, and just innocent love. And romance. And romance. Yeah. And just, you know, you're at an age when you're figuring everything out. But you know it's not going to go any further yeah. than, than that. I think yeah. it's that idea, too, of August being kind of like a transient time and a time of change and transition, you know, because growing up when people are younger, summer is that time of like an end of a certain time and then school starts or reality starts. And it seems right. James was going back to school, maybe college, potentially. Yeah. Um, maybe they live somewhere different. That idea of like something being temporary, I yep. feel like August is such that time. Yeah. 
And Which goes back to Greece. I mean, it's they, exactly it, it, they, they can't be together. They can't be together because they have to go back to school. <laughs> this song's about Greece. But then she wrote this song about Greece. Absolutely, not. everybody. No, this is it. This no, is what the song's definitely about. not. <laughs> it's it's not James. It's Danny. Yeah, but I feel like that's probably a really common thing too. Just that idea of like, oh, it's August. Guess we should end this. Yeah. Fun fact. Yeah. Just thinking about the month of August. Uh, <laughs> every breakup I've ever had in my life has been in the month of August. Isn't that so interesting? Yeah. (laughs) That's horrible. It's horrible. I always think of August. I remember actually when we were dating, the first August we were, you and I were dating, being like nervous that it was August. And I think you were doing a show. I think you were away doing a show. And I remembered being like, oh no, like it's August. He's doing a show. Things are going to change. He's going to have a showmance. Yeah. August always makes me nervous because I've been broken up. Three times in the month of August. Well, never again. Yeah, never again. I've loved you four summers, but honey, I want them all. Ooh. (laughs) Oh, my. And yes, guys, I know the lyrics, three summers, I changed it. Ha, 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 ha. And now it's time for... Gossip. Gets me every time. Every time. As most people listening to this know, this song is one of the teenage love triangle. Yes. So here's a quote from Taylor during the YouTube Q&A that celebrated the album's release. She said, I created character arcs and recurring themes that map out who is singing about whom. These three songs explore a love triangle from all three people's perspectives at different times in their lives. This song is one of the three that make up the folklore teenage love triangle, which like got the fandom so excited, so excited right at the beginning. Betty, the song Betty is from James's perspective. That one was like kind of the most obvious. We knew it was from a teen perspective. Yeah. Cardigan is from Betty's perspective. We kind of think that one is more later in life, but we'll go into that when we cover Cardigan. Yep. And August is from the other woman's perspective in the relationship love triangle. We are calling her August here just for ease. Some fans have called her Inez because that name's also used in Betty. But I think it's unlikely that Inez told Betty a rumor about herself. So I think we're calling her August. Yeah. But I think it's important to note that her name isn't shared I think on purpose, and it emphasizes how like unimportant she was to James, who called her just a summer thing in Betty. Mm. And for anyone listening who like isn't a big folklore fan, I would suggest listening to Betty Cardigan and August for this episode. Yeah, I think that would help provide some context. Absolutely, and and also there's this really cool thread going on of uh, different ways to listen to the album, mm-hmm. and. When we first listened to it, you know, you listen through it, one through, you know, 16, and then the bonus track, The Lakes. But there was another way that it said to listen to it in different chapters before Taylor released the chapters. Mm-hmm. It was kind of this way, like, look, going through the life of Betty. Mm-hmm. We listened to it, and it was, like, really cool, and how it started with her in high school with James and everything, and it goes through, and, like, the relationship, and how it falls apart and everything, and some of it works, some of it doesn't yeah. work, but it's a really cool way to listen to it. Um, so we'll post that on our Instagram, that list. Yeah, I liked that way, too. Um, it was that theory of the idea that Rebecca Harkness, who mm-hmm. owned Holiday House, was called Betty. That yeah. was her nickname, so the idea that Betty is her. And that James was her first love, because Rebecca is a widower Mm -hmm. in the song The Great uh, Last American Great Dynasty. Yeah. Yeah. 
The Last Great American Dynasty. The Last Great American Dynasty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, which is like a really cool way of framing the album and I think got us into it. Yeah. And now we've kind of parsed out a little bit what is like fiction, what are elements of Taylor, what yeah. are these characters that we're learning about. Right. And yeah. now she's released those chapters of how she ha- kind of felt each of the songs, you know, melded together into different stories and whatever and how she perceived them. Yeah. So now we have like a legit reason of... Yeah, why she wrote what she wrote. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's also important to like here looking at August's perspective too. like we are calling her like, quote unquote, the other woman. But I think at the time, James and Betty maybe weren't together. Mm -hmm. And August clearly really liked James. Yeah. And, you know, felt this sadness and this love for him, too. So, you know, I like this perspective where we can really feel for her instead of just disliking the other woman. It just shows, like, all the sides you feel something different for them. Except for James, who's really kind of dumb. Yeah. You know? Yeah, you love two girls, you lose the one. Yeah, exactly. Something really cool that Taylor does in this song, in August, uh, when she says, get in the car. Like, remember when I said get in the car? It's at 2.47. That's the timestamp. It's exactly the same in Betty when James replays the moment of her saying, James, get in, let's drive. In that Mm. song, it's at 2 minutes and 47 seconds. That's cool. Which is so cool. It's just like, oh my God, Taylor's brain. She's like always thinking, always working. Wait, so you think she legit... Like, there's made, made no that way that's happen? a coincidence. Really? There's no way that's a coincidence because she said there are little like themes and hints in the songs that show you who's talking about who. Interesting. And it's lyrical, but I think it's also in the other ways too. Huh. And in Betty, James references Betty wearing a cardigan on her front porch, which kind right. of then ties back to cardigan. So there's mm-hmm. all those little interweaving clues. Like she always does. Yeah. And I think it's all on purpose. Okay. All right. I'll give you that. Also, Taylor said that this song started with the imagery of sun-drenched month of August sipped away like a bottle of wine. Like that line came to her and then she just wrote the song from there. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Also a cool fact is that August is the eighth track on the album and the eighth month of the year. Whoa. Not a coincidence either. Everything she does, she knows. Well, of course that's not a coincidence. Seven is the seventh track as well. Like, Oh, I didn't know that. That's great. (laughs) So, Devin, what's your favorite line in this song? So, I I really, really like this song a lot. This is one of my favorites on the album. And I just love that first opening image that she gives us with the... With the wistful music behind her, the salt air and the rust on your door, I never needed anything more. Mm. Like, it's just a perfect picture Mm. of what a summer love kind of looks like, Mm. you know? Yeah. What about you? Okay, so like, I'm breaking the rules again, but also I made the rules so I can break them. (laughs) My favorite line is the whole bridge, which is technically not a bridge. That part is the bridge. Oh, okay. Well, it is a bridge. It's like a different... Yeah, it's a bridge. It's a bridge to something new. That's, yeah, what a bridge is. Yeah. (laughs) It's a bridge. Okay, so uh, I'm going to read it. Back when we were still changing for the better, wanting was enough. For me, it was enough to live for the hope of it all. Cancel plans just in case you'd call and say, meet me behind the mall. So much for summer love and sang us because you weren't mine to lose. You weren't mine to lose. It's so good. And like the part, the music swells. It just swells. uh, I think that honestly, this part 
this section is the best part on the entire folklore album for me. I love it. The longing in it, the mm. passion in it. You can just like feel how she's feeling. And the idea of like when we were still changing for the better, when you're young and you still feel like you're growing and becoming a better person and yeah. changing each other. Like there's so much hope to everything. Uh. And that's the same idea like wanting was enough like I didn't have to have you just wanting you was enough and living for the hope of it all like it's such like this young optimistic idealistic feeling it's amazing and when you still believe fully in like love and maybe not in heartbreak which August you know eventually experiences but at that time she just lived for the hope of it all and for the hope of like that love and that relationship yeah and then the idea of you weren't mine to lose because he was Betty's. Betty was in his mind all summer long still. Yeah. 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 So good. And yet he did it anyway. I know. He had this fling. Yeah. James. James. <sighs> and she didn't matter to him in the same way that he mattered to her. And that's nope. so heartbreaking, but also so common. So common. Yeah. So, Gab, on a scale of one to ten whispers of are you sure? <laughs> What's your rating? I'm going to give this song a nine. Ooh. I think it's my favorite on the Folklore album, but that changes day to day, but right now it is. Yeah. Uh, I think it's just so well constructed. It's so good. It gives me all the feels. I just love it. So yeah. it's a nine. Love it. How many whispers of Are You Sure do you give this song? I'm going to give it eight. Oh. Whispers of Are You Sure. Are You Sure. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. I... Also love this song a lot. Mm-hmm. Like, this song is great, but there are a couple of others on this album that I like even more. Mm-hmm. That we'll get to when we get to them. And as any of you who have looked on our Instagram saw our current top 20s, I have three other songs from Folklore on my top 20, and mm-hmm. this one is not in it. Mm-hmm. So I think this one's in mine. I think so. I think you can't remember. Yeah. I, I, have, I have Exile, Cardigan, and Mirrorball Ooh. in my top 20. So those are going to have to be higher. Yeah. I think also, you know, because Folklore only came out a little, like a month and a half ago, we still have a lot more exploring and learning to do about these songs. So again, it's current. Yeah. Keep listening along with us. Um, We've been so excited interacting with all of you on Instagram and like so excited that you're all from different places in the world. I know. We love it. If you're a new listener, check us out on Instagram at Tate Podcast. Um, Give us your thoughts. We want to know what you think about this song. We want to know how you feel about the teenage love triangle. Mm -hmm. Are you a teenager? Do you relate to this song? Mm -hmm. Um, When you were a teenager, do you like feel this song is nostalgic for you as well? Also, please rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast, um, especially on Apple Podcasts. It really helps us reach more Swifties, which we're really trying and wanting to do. Absolutely. Next episode, we'll be chatting about the first song on another artist's album, Babe, from Sugarland's Bigger. Love that song. Mm. Come hang with us. I'm Devin. And I'm Gab. This has been Tate Z. See you next time. 